Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to The Wind Down. I'm here with Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Hello, Nick. Welcome again. How are you going this week? I'm going. I'm going well. I'm going well. I've been. I've been out and about. I know you wouldn't know what that's like, but but I've been. I've been in the office. I've been to the pub. And you are at. I'm at home this week, (laughs) but but I tell you what, I have this lovely bottle of Wolf Bless Grade Label 2002. Oh, very nice. Uh, very I, thought, nice. Uh, I thought it was about time we drank this. And, um, you've, of course, you, you open it up. You've got to let it breathe just for a little bit. And, uh, yes, yeah, Brosser area, Clare Vale, uh, Clare, Clare Valley, McLaren Vale. Um, quite a nice drop. It's even got some gold medals from – and gold medals from um, reputable – Wine shows, not just gold medals for him. Yeah, Fred wanted to give out a medal. So yeah, I, I, I have seen bottle. bottles out there with <laughs> lots and lots of medals. Well, I'm drinking one of these. There we go. Let's see if that ah, works. yes, yes. So that that's actually an interesting range. So it's a um the elephant in the room that links in with some other um, marketing brands where they've actually oh, got okay. some, some decent wines, um and uh, they've uh, good good sort of. Good drinkable wine. Nothing. It's not going to win world's best wine award, but it's also not going to be spat back out as soon as you try it either. It's, it's actually quite quite good. So um, you've um, they've got a few ranges in there, and uh, yeah, that that's cool. And you pause there, so I don't know what that's going to do to the live stream. But there you go. I think one of us has internet issues, and seeing as Trevor had internet issues this morning, I'm going to blame it on you. But I do know that they've been mucking with my MBN recently. Ah, now I understand. Oh well, that's yes. all right. We'll work it out. We 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 will do. We will do. Very very Maybe nice one. The observant people will notice I actually have a little bottle of wine, because I have been doing these wine downs and realizing when I get to the end of it that you can't just leave a half bottle of wine sitting there. So I've gone and finished that. And and it was the other day. Um, my wife said to me, she said, "Oh, we're going to get the yeah you know, the kids to cook once a week, and um, why don't we do it do it on one one of the nights on a Wednesday so you can supervise? Because after you've done that wine down thing, you're no use to anyone." <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, that's good. We found with you know, in, um, in productive uh, efficiencies. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking right. about today? Um, so, look, it's uh, it, we we might we thought we'd have a chat about the, the current sort of personal computer style technologies available on the market, laptop, PC, and it. In one respect, you sort of what you're going to talk about a computer. Well, yes and no. There, there's a few things happening in the, in, and if you look at what's been going on in the last couple of years, um, you you notice some trends, and they may not be obvious trends if you're sort of outside of the industry. Um, so we thought we'd cover a little bit of a uh, bit of detail around that. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. I'm constantly being asked, you know, out socialising. You'll remember that, Scott. It's something you used to be able to yes, do. Yes, I but, remember um, <laughs> that. Yes, that was something in the, uh, the I'm, I'm sure it was just after the year 2000, uh, people were able to do that. Yeah, I think it was. But uh, but when, when you're out talking to people, one of the common questions you get asked when they realise you're in technology is, what computer should I buy? 
right? Yes. And, and that's not saying, do I get a Mac, a PC, an iPad, a Windows tablet, a Surface? There's some genuine interest out there as to what choices is it you going to, I don't know if you've done it recently, or I know you haven't, but you go to JB Hi-Fi and you're met with this plethora of devices. How do you decide which one's for you? Well, that's it. And look, that's a, it's an interesting, but in some respects, quite detailed question. And it's, it's also a question that a lot of people in the IT industry really want to avoid because it's, it's sort of like going to a painter and saying, what paint should I buy? And yeah, then it's, it, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> it is a bit fraught with danger. You're, you're dead yes. right. So, so well, let's, let's look at the okay. – let's before we talk about brands or anything, you know, there's, I think there's – go on. Sorry, one thing. Before we, before we actually just get into that, I wanted to bring up a couple of things. Because we, we, we talk about security a little bit. Uh, in in our topics here, up, up you're going to talk about your security thing, I, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, well, this is, this is so today. I had the um, one of the uh, worst or one of the best worst <laughs> um, email spams I've I've seen in a while. It's a, one of those uh, malware uh, uh, phishing attempts, um, but it had in big letters, uh, yeah, password expiry, and it, yeah, it looked very real, as if Microsoft had sent the email. But then you start looking at it. Hang on they've spelt password incorrectly and you look at you, you think if you're going to go to the trouble of sending out a spam you know a, attempt to you know capture phishing attempt to capture people's credentials you'd at least proofread something to the basic part of at least working did i get the, the two words in the key message spelt correctly I'm th I'm thinking that they're after people. They're after the. They're not after the top fifty percent of society with these, right? They're after people who well, aren't. They're going to achieve reading. that goal. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. And the funny thing about this is, if you scroll down below the spam message a little bit, below where they're trying to do this phishing attempt, and it says, you know, uh, this message has been sent from Microsoft and it had Microsoft's address and all that sort of thing. A couple of lines below that, it's an ad. Do you want to buy an umbrella? And an ad for something else. Hey, click here to sign up to blah blah blah. So, so they've they've added ads to their spam. <laughs> they've added ads to the spam. It was brilliant. You should see it. Anyway, wow, that's cool. Just... Now I must must say one of our one of our listeners has asked us to make sure we focus on the right answer here. So when we're talking about the devices you're going to talk about, and we're going to leave your other security thing till the end. Okay. Um, what? The question should be, what do you want to achieve with technology? Ooh. Understand, it's, it's almost Mahan Kausa helping clients succeed. Seek first to understand, then be understood. But I think in a, in a more casual setting, when somebody says, what computer should I buy? Answering it with a question of what do you want to achieve with it sometimes yes. elicits a glassing and maybe not the right response maybe i get the wrong <laughs> pubs but um but but certainly there's, there's an interesting question there so so let's talk about and i reckon i'm just going to do this off the top of my head i reckon we want to talk about processor we want to talk about mm -hmm. memory we want to talk about disk we want to talk about form factor we do um and then we want to talk about platform Hmm. I, I will say today, though, the the internals in the machine, uh, they're, they're fairly commoditized. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at things like processor and memory and disk, there used to be like, oh, I need this type of processor for this work or this type of processor for this work. And memory, oh, maybe I need this speed or that speed. Because it even the standard 
types these days are actually pretty decent. And however, the memory requirements I found are slightly different on a Mac than on a PC. Yes, Whereas a PC, you probably want 16 gigs of RAM. I reckon that's a good number. I like that number. You yeah. Get away with eight if you're doing office stuff. Um, yeah. On a Mac, eight's big. At least on the Mac Mini I bought the other day, eight was the maximum I could get in it. Yeah, the, the, the Mac has been a lot more memory efficient than um, the, the way PC apps work. Cool. Now, for a PC processors, you've got a choice of a Core i3, a Core i5, a Core i7, or a Core i9. On the Intel side, yes. On the Intel side. And they just seem and to get more expensive. Uh, they do, the further up you go. But the, the fact is, though, you wouldn't really be using an i9 on a low-end laptop. Just to yeah, and you should, certainly wouldn't browsing. want to do... You wouldn't need an i9 if you were doing Office. Um, yeah. so the, my, what, my wife's studying data science and machine learning at the moment, and she probably needs an i9. Yeah, so what, what happens in the, the, the i3 range is like entry level, it'll, it'll actually run, it's pretty good, but don't expect to do anything really sort of chunky on it or you know, heavy workloads or anything like that. It'll it'll grind to a halt pretty quickly. Think of it as you like a, a little four-cylinder car. It'll quite happily zip around, you put some stuff in it, do a few things. But yeah, your, your i5 is generally your, your mid-range uh, machine. It's more than adequate for most generalized workloads. Uh, and if you what you're doing these days is you're running a few apps, you're on the web running some SaaS apps, which is really just I've got a browser, uh, and you're doing email and a few other things, and maybe running Office or something like that. It's going to work the majority of the time. Yep. Uh, they generally don't have. There, there are a lot of variations of the processor ranges. So like the the i5, for example, there, there's easily twenty or thirty variations of that chip but the the common ones that you would find in the stores there's generally only about two or three of those that tend to keep popping up for uh, general use uh, a lot of the other ones are looking at specific workloads and specific types of applications and you would need to know about that if you're if you're doing okay. that so so i'm going to be picking an i5 for middle range i'm going to be yeah. picking an i7 if i want to do some crunch some number crunching things. Yeah, look, i7's got a few performance enhancements here and there, maybe a bit better for gaming to some degree. It depends on what you're doing and what you're running. Um, older applications, you probably wouldn't notice a lot of difference. So that's an important thing because yep. unless the application has been written to take advantage of modern technology, then it won't understand how to do it and it'll all just run fairly slowly. Uh, one thing to look at, though, is the speed. So uh, a processor may have so many cores, and a core is like an individual part of it that can execute things at once. Uh, look at how fast it goes. They can you know, anywhere from about you know one and a half um, gigahertz up to, I say, four, even capping in at five if you tend to go pretty quickly. That's really like the, the high end uh, uh, of things. But um, yeah, most cool. workloads machines run quite happily around two, faster around two point eight to three. But yeah. Okay, so we've got Intel processors. There they are, the yes. i3, the i5, the i7, and the i9. We're going to pick an i5 or an i7 probably, and we're going to look wow. at cores and speed. Well, now we, then we start looking at what happens to the AMD processors. Ah, oh, the AMD Ooh. processors. I don't know much about those. I have one in my Surface laptop. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter has one in a gaming PC. They have lots yeah. of cores, but they're not as fast, is what I, I see in general. 
the um, which means, and this this is the thing that they, they will work better in certain conditions. So, for a, if they've got more cores that run at lower speed, what that could mean is they could run more low end applications at the same time. Now, is that what you want to do on your laptop? Probably not. Um, but if the application, like a, if you've got a big game or something like that, and it's written to take advantage of the processor, then you may get a better overall result. Yep. Yep. So for your buck, AMD, more cores, low speed in general, but that might work for you, right? You want to do lots of things in parallel. Gaming's a great example. Gaming likes doing lots of things in parallel. And mm. so, so for your, for, and these, it's all, it's all bang for your buck, right? It's not, they're not all lower speed. You can get really fast AMD no. processors and you get really fast Intel processors. And that to make things confusing. Yep. We can then toss in ARM. Uh, so ARM is different, right? Yes. ARM, uh, ARM, ARM is very different. So ARM, now ARM is one of my favorite processor types of, of all time. ARM comes from, um, the BBC B microcomputer, which was one of the computers I learned on as a kid. When they moved from the BBC, they were run by a company called Acorn. They came up with a RISC, reduced instruction set processor, which they called the Acorn RISC machine. They changed it quite quickly to the advanced RISC machine, um, Ooh, still designed by those guys back there. Um, it's now the most popular processor in the world. Without mm. a shadow of a doubt, they make billions of these things. Um, and but it nobody tends to, knows. <laughs> so nobody knows because it tends to be the processor inside your mobile device. It tends to be inside your tablet. It tends to be inside your washing machine and all sorts of things. It's a very low power processor, which is able to be almost totally turned off when it's not doing things. It has loads of benefits as a smaller instruction set. But ARM, we're not going to find a lot of ARM yet in the computer land although we're just starting to see them appear in the windows pc space right yeah and, and this is it so uh in order to differentiate further or i guess get a a, a larger chunk of the supply chain um uh, apple and both microsoft have said hey we're developing our own processes now we're not necessarily going to go and just buy the intel ones off the shelf and put them in uh, we want to design our own our own processes and use those as our preferred approach. Now they're not going to go out from scratch and try to start building a processor. They're going to go and license someone's technology, such as ARM. Uh, unless you're different. unless you're unless you're Apple. What about the Apple M1, which has just yeah. come out recently? Is that yeah, Apple under, Silicon? Uh, as far as I'm aware, they're making or they're subcontracting someone to make it. Uh, but they've worked out that if they get into that part of their supply chain, which they have, there's obviously money to be made rather than relying upon a third party to deliver the processes for you. Uh, yep. But even even the M1, and um, of course Microsoft's got its own chips now as well in the um, in the Surface, uh, which is yeah, fairly new. Um, they're not those, saying, those, hey, those I thought, yeah. so I'll just qualify, because the ones in the Surface book were AMD Surface Edition chips. They're now building surface, some surfaces with Microsoft ARM chips, aren't they? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And this is the whole thing where if there's a special version of it, can they, and they can commit to the volumes, which obviously someone like a Microsoft or an Apple can, uh, and that's the level of sort of volume you need to get any benefit in this space. Um, they can, um, yeah, they can make a few more dollars here and there. And also, though, they don't have to worry about 
my my application be my operating system or whatever it has to run on all these different types of processes and all these different speeds and all these different ways and still work properly all of a sudden they're now saying oh look we've got these three or four processes that are our own flavor that we use across our new modern machines we're going to make sure it works on those ones really well so so we're going to get to a point right so the we're talking about internals right we're talking about processor disk and memory and this is where yeah. people can get confused processors we've gone through right there's the yes. intel the amd the arms the apples um memory is measured now in gigabytes uh, but a yes. small number 8 16 32 is kind of the what's generally out there obviously you can get more but but that's kind you of can. what's out there yeah. but then we've got disk as well and you've got the difference between hard disk and solid state disk hd and ssd and you've got the size and you've got the mix in between as well, where you get things like there's the Optane or there's also the um, the half and half ranges that sort of have, oh, we've got a little bit of solid state in there. And for the stuff used less frequently, we're still putting that back onto hard disk. Yep. yep. But the majority of the machines that we would purchase these days, we don't have any spinning disks in them. No. A, they use more power. They're slower. Um, and it's not that expensive anymore. A solid-state drive, a memory drive, is actually pretty cheap. So we're now getting to the point where today, if I was going to get a device, I'd want a decent processor, i5 or i7, or a decent AMD or a decent M1 with 8 to 32 gigs of RAM and at least 512 gigs SSD or more. Or or more. In business, do I own like I know I like it? I have a terabyte of disk on my machine, but I carry around an awful lot of stuff. For a lot of people, you don't need to carry around that much because it's all sitting in the cloud, right? And that's it. And if you've got your environment set up in a modern way, you can actually quite happily get by with a 256 gig drive. Yep. So you, you, know, you might say 50 bucks here or there, or 100 bucks on your price, uh, not having to go to higher ones. But you don't, if you're not saving the data locally, then why do you need the storage for it? That's cool. So, so now we kind of know what the internals are. Let's talk about form factor. There is, I will say that there is one yep. more internal, which is really important. And you've got to make sure that this exists. And it's called a TPM, Trusted Platform Module. Now, what in, the world, in the world of the PC. In the world of the PC, yes. Any machine that comes with Windows 11 on it would have this built in. So you don't really have to ask about it. Uh, but it's basically, it's a security chip. But if you're going to go and start building your own machine, and, and people do, you know, it's a, just like people build their own cars, you can go and get your own system boards, you can go and get your own cases and everything like, and like that. Just make sure if you ever want to run Windows on that, or in particular Windows 11, you've got that TPM module in there. Yeah, see, my, my daughter has um, built her own machine and it has TPM. So yep. uh, look, look at that for a call. Most motherboards will, will, will come Most do these days, your own. Yeah. Cool. So now form factor, desktop, laptop, tablet. Just about everything we supply into clients these days is laptop. Right. More or less. Touch More screen or, or no touch screen? Most are not touch screen. Oh, wow. Okay. No, it depends. It depends. Look, the, the, we, I think we've really yet to see true useful touch screen applications come into some laptops. It's it's nice if you've got it, uh, but they're not. I don't think we've really quite got that there yet. If you're on a tablet, absolutely, and if you're using your laptop as a tablet, absolutely. 
Um, but what we're seeing with a lot of laptops these days now is people carrying them around. They take them into, if they're going into the office, they can plug them in, connect them up to an external monitoring keyboard, and then they're using that big monitor. And then they can take them home and plug them in and use that. If, they're, if they've got a touchscreen on the side, then those big monitors they've got aren't really providing any value if you've got to have your application running on the little laptop screen. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. No, I hear you with that. And I always thought the useful thing with touchscreens was to be signing documents. But now with electronic signing, I don't actually draw anything. It is, it is, what I do find useful is the whiteboard feature in Teams. And we use that quite a lot in my team. We'll do a whiteboard session and I'll be drawing on my screen here and they'll get the feel for it. I think that, and there's some things that are useful and some things that aren't. I think if you're into art and you're into drawing, it mm. replaces the old Wacom graphics tablet, right? Oh, look, absolutely. That um, that creative element, uh, or the, um, uh, the the creative shops that have got the um, and look, and uh, this has moved across to iPads a lot now. The uh, the new higher end iPads with the uh, the Apple Pencil, they're really promoting that. Hey, we are the you know your virtual drawing board or your virtual canvas. Uh, mm-hmm. Go for it. Cool. So the form factor. So you're selling laptops. Um, Just about is, laptops everywhere. Yeah. Is the desktop dead? Um, it, it does have specific applications. So wh- where are you going to, where are you going to require a desktop? Uh, okay. One, uh, specifically if you're a high end gamer and you want to be physically inserting multiple bits of hardware in your machine, you need yep. somewhere to put it, obviously. So you need a, a, a desktop like that. If you're going to be doing, um, a lot of IO, a lot of high end calculations, let's say you want to all of a sudden become a Bitcoin miner for some reason. Yep. And you need the grunt in the machine. The processors in the physical desktops are always going to be a bit faster than the mobile versions in the laptops. They are. You can do better heat dissipation in a larger yes. device. I'm a, my so, daughter's got a machine with like nine fans in it. Um, yeah. My laptop's struggling with its one that's going very loud at the moment, but never mind. But then it's designed to, yeah, that's, that's the application or whatever it is that you wish to use on it. Yep. And if you just wish to do basic office and whatever else, you probably don't need that much grunt and the processor can run at a slower speed, not generate as much heat, not need as many yep. fans and yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So. so one of the things, if you're selling laptops, then the killer feature is battery life, right? It is, it is. And look, battery life has been improving gradually over time. Every year it gets a bit better. The new uh, MacBook pros that have come out there's a, a 14 a 16 inch version up to 20 hours wow of battery life I thought, wow. That's all except right. they're, they're running the, they're running the m1 processor and so you can't run yeah. windows on that hardware can you well no you would run mac os on a on a mac um i've always run windows on my macs but never mind ah you're doing it the wrong way that's the issue <laughs> <laughs> have you tried running uh, mac software on a windows box uh, no, no, you can do it, but you're not allowed to, I, I believe. Yeah, there's a licensing issue. Yes, anyway. But yes, you, you're right, you can do it. Um, the um, Oh, I'm, I'm reading. Yes. You can run Windows on your M1-based Mac because mm. it's ARM. And so you mm. can use Windows for ARM, which is not quite full-featured yet, but it's kind of getting there. So that's quite interesting. And, and you can now run your 64-bit applications on ARM. And of course, yep. there's Office. There's Office for ARM, but of course, you can't just take any Windows app and make sure it runs on your own machine. You've got to. Yep. It's like it's in a different language. You've got to translate well, it. We we and and I'm writing software. You have to compile specifically for the ARM yes. platform. Yeah. Which we're not doing it, with all our stuff. So. Yeah. But it is more efficient. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Cool. And that's why they're getting a lot better battery life, right? The processors yeah. just way better. Which and what's really funny is there's a presentation on the net if you're into this on YouTube where the guys from ARM are presenting to Apple in the early 90s about taking up the ARM chip, and they decided not to. Think of where they could have been now. Yes. <laughs> anyway, cool. So form factors, laptops, that's what everybody's buying. Um, we think about RAM and disk and processor and battery life. Um, mm. No more desktops. Um, tablets in business. Getting there. Getting there. And I think Apple's getting there from the iPad side. You can sort of see where it's heading. They've got their iPad OS now. They've got their Mac OS. They're, it's starting to converge. Uh, you can you can see where that's heading. Uh, of course, yeah, from the Microsoft side, they've still got it's still Windows 11, um, but they've they've had various attempts at this in the past. They've they've had their uh, Windows S mode uh, to try to sort of lock it down to a very lightweight version of windows that only accesses the windows store i um, I, I, I still like windows xp tablet edition but maybe i'm just old that, and well look I, I think the funny thing is every every microsoft attempt at this doesn't seem to catch on i don't know why it's uh, they don't really seem to have got it right yet mm. i don't know it's a uh, keep trying I, I get it it's good but how many people are there windows ce for example um You've which was the, uh, which was wildly popular at the time. It was on all sorts of devices. And the Surface uh, Surface R. The... Oh yes, well I've got a, I've got a um uh, it's not here. I've got my it's my Surface Go, um, yeah. but I also have an original Surface RT. This is a ah, Surface a, RT. A, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it had, I think if I remember rightly, it only had one position that the fold-out thing went to, not not more than one, that was it. One oh, position, well. different different charging slot. Um, it did have a micro SD slot, which is fascinating. Mine's actually, I think there's a micro SD card in it. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what's on this. I haven't looked at that right. for years. So there we go. Just find a nice little RTK compatible... Uh... Yeah, but yes, I, I guess the I guess the thing is they haven't quite got that thing working yet. And I mean, a couple of years ago, I tried using an iPad as a mainstream desktop device. You plug in a monitor, everything. It, it's not, it's not quite there. It's not you're you're limiting what you can do. So the other um, thing you have with Microsoft getting closer to Android is you've got Android getting closer to Windows. So something like Samsung mm. Dex, which means you can plug in your phone to a monitor a keyboard and a mouse and start working is a fascinating set of steps forward and that actually works really well we've been testing that out previously yeah um, no that's that's take... pretty cool yeah so, um, so anyway we, we we did promise and we're coming up on time right we're 27 minutes in it's been awesome we did promise we tell people what laptop to buy i reckon if you're in normal business you want yes probably an intel i5 or i7 you want 16 or 32 gigs of RAM. You want between 256 gigs and a terabyte of disk. You want it in a laptop form factor, and you want more than 10 hours of battery life. Yeah. You know what, though? Um, Whereas as, as IT people, we talk about that. I just get the feeling, and I, I'm pretty sure that Apple's worked this out as well, the number one question that people want to be answering and the one that they ask first is, what color do you want? Yes. <laughs> I believe blue has the most RAM. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> and red goes the fastest. 
but um, if you go to all of the either the iPhone um, sites or the uh, Apple sites, whatever, the very first question, yep. what color do you want? Oh, do you want some more memory in it? Or do you want a different processor? Or do you want it? Yes, but what color do you want? Yes, yes. You can have white or white, I think, with Apple, isn't it? Yes. Cool, oh, Scott. That was that was awesome. I think we're up up to time. Um, but I, that's been... I will. Um, sorry, I will toss one thing in quickly. We mentioned yes. talking about running Android applications before. Yes. On Windows. This is yes. This really worries me because, from a security point of view, I really don't feel that Android is as secure, perhaps, as some of the other platforms. Remember, it's not the Google Play Store. You don't get the Google yes. Play Store. You get the Amazon Store because it's more strictly vetted. Well, that's good because I mean there was a um, there was a campaign that went out recently called Ultima SMS. I was just reading the results of this at the moment. Um, they actually published 151 Android applications into the uh, the Google Play Store. I will say, and the idea is if you loaded one of these applications, and they did all sorts of things. It wasn't about the app, but the fact yep. people would download it, and the first question is, "What's your phone number?" So people you know register with your phone number to use this application. So people would type this in. When you typed your phone number in, it would send the phone number back to the back end of these applications sitting on the internet, and it would go and subscribe the phone number to a $40 a month SMS service, which you then have to go and when you get your next bill, work out, what's this? And then you've got to go and remove it and take it off. So 10 million downloads of these applications occurred. Oh, my goodness. Think about this, $40 a month times $10 million, $400 million. That's not a bad starting point. And if you work out that, oh, okay, hang on, we, we've tracked all these people down, where are they? Well, it doesn't really matter. They've got $400 million. They're off running around somewhere now. Um, yes. It, it's a worry. And as fast as they could actually go and remove applications from the store, new ones were put up there. No, good point. Talking of stores, if you yeah. want to go buy a laptop, you can obviously come to the TribeTax store. Um, I just thought I'd do a plug for you there, Scott, seeing as he sponsored <laughs> you, today. You, you could, but I, I, I will say you're probably better off if you're if you're just looking for one for home or an individual one or something like that. You'll probably find decent deals in at the major retailers. So the, yeah, the major retailers they, will go. They and buy in bulk. Yeah, they'll, they'll say we're going to sell a thousand of these these quarter. So give us a special price on a one thousand buy lot or a ten thousand buy lot or something like that. Whereas we'll just go and look at what's in stock in the various suppliers around the country and be able to say, oh, here's one, here's one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I will say laptops are hard to get at the moment. Shipping delays. Chip shortages, component delays, transport issues. Yeah, so um, don't be surprised if there are delays trying to get whatever you're after. Cool. No, get that. All right, that's been brilliant, Scott. Thank you so much. All right, thank you, Nick. And everyone, if you do like what you hear here, please subscribe. If you're on YouTube, click that little bell which notifies you when we release a new video. We're here every week on a Wednesday at about 4.15 Australian Eastern Standard Time. So we look forward to you tuning in. We will answer live questions in the comments. We also ship this as an audio podcast. So you can listen to this on um, Audible, um, Amazon.com, Apple iTunes Podcasts. um, Anywhere where you can get podcasts, really, wherever. And being perhaps here. we'll get a better internet connection for Nick next week and we'll get a better I did see the little thing pop up but thank you so much Scott and we thank all you hope right. you have a fantastic day thank you Nick bye cheers everyone bye